what's up, what's up, what's up, and welcome to Critically Aroused, the podcast where we ask, do we even need critics? And then we review a movie. My name is Blaine Andrews, I'm your host, and uh, I'm graced by the presence of the wonderful Christopher Kaus and Matt Verlack. What's up, guys? How's what it going? Oh yeah, just talk at the exact same time. That's We're gonna. What we <laughs> We're doing a great job. Thanks. Yeah, so anyways, this is the uh, Critically Aroused podcast. We are, uh, we're here to talk about movies, uh, specifically to basically try and have a counterculture perspective on film and to give you an everyman's perspective, there's a lot of voices out there and we really want to be the voice that's after you see the film, not necessarily before. Um, so anyways, we're going to kind of get rolling into this first episode and give you a rundown right here out of the gate about kind of what we have planned and what our thoughts are. And then we'll actually move into talking about the film. And this very first episode is going to be on the rhythm section starring Blake Lively. And uh, so we'll just roll on from there. So anyways, basically the game plan is that we are kind of against the whole thought process of Rotten Tomatoes, this aggregate, this percentage where you're sitting back and you're you're looking at 300, 400, 500, however many critics. And, and then there's also an audience review score, but really what's pushed to the public is the critic score. And it seems that more and more as time goes by, there is this distance between what the critics think and what the regular people think. And so we kind of want to put that under a microscope and take a look and see how often this is the case. And what we actually want to do is we are not looking at any reviews. Um, we have completely gotten away from Rotten Tomatoes, which has become a pretty difficult task because you can't even Google anything at that point. Um, so basically, we're not looking at scores and then we're just going to run from there and and we see the movie and we come up with our own thoughts and opinions and we ask that everybody else, you know, if they want, they can do that with us. So, uh, you guys have any other thoughts as far as kind of what I'm getting at or anything I've left out here? Uh, spoilers ahead? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. We will, um, there will definitely be spoilers as far as our reviews go. Um, we aren't really going to give any kind of spoiler-free review. But what we will do, and and this is, I'm kind of glad you said that, Matt, is that one big thing that I want to focus on is but before we do the movie, we will give a who should see this and who shouldn't see this. Or at least some idea of it. We've kind of given it a little bit of thought. And that way, if you want to listen up to that point and then go see the movie for yourself, you can. Um, so that way you've kind of got an idea of what you're getting into and whether you might or might not like it. Whether just basing what you're seeing off of our thoughts or anyone else's, you know, it, it's it's kind of freeing to not look at what anybody has to say and just come into something totally fresh, um, which is luckily kind of what happened with this movie because as far as I know, neither of these guys knew absolutely anything about the rhythm section, right? Yeah, it is doesn't have anything to do with music or dancing or really rhythm in general. <laughs> so, spoiler alert there. So, so, so people who are into musicals should definitely go see this, correct? Oh, oh yeah. No, it's... Beautiful. So, score. like, like they should go see Cats. The, the Everybody <laughs> should see that fever dream. <laughs> the extremely popular Cats. And then follow it up with a session 
of the rhythm section is what I'm thinking. Actually, th- this movie is just Blake Lively dressed up as a cat <laughs> with a gun <laughs> killing people. Yeah. That's they were they, they held music. a lot back in the trailers. Yeah. To music. Yeah, yeah to music, mm-hmm. to music. Um <laughs> as she sings. Um so uh anyways And Jude Law. And Jude Law. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I would love to see a movie with Jude Law in a cat suit singing. He should have been in cats. Yeah. I'm surprised he wasn't. There were so many. There really I mean, were. there were so many names. Like, Which none of us saw, do we? No, no, no. Sadly, not yeah. yet. I'll watch it. What version? Though? One day. I've heard that there's yeah, like I, five different versions. Yeah, I know we're not talking about. I've cats seen the today, play. But... I've seen the play as a child. Of course you did. My mom. <laughs> you saw it. Of course you did. Yeah. See. Of course. Yeah. You did. No, I'm saying. Like, everybody, who hasn't seen the play? Lovely experience, wasn't it, Matt? It was. It was. Chris, they can't see you pointing at yourself. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> so um and and one more thing i want to kind of get at and really just to ask you guys because i know we've had this discussion some but i i do kind of lead this uh anti-rotten tomatoes charge here um but do you guys even understand how rotten tomatoes works like at how the reviewing works and how they come up with that percentage like because i don't think that the general public does know like do you guys really have any genuine idea go ahead matt from my basic understanding is that there's two reviews you have the critics who are have been a, reviewed and approved previously sure. and they have a official title and then they go and see it and then they all submit their reviews and that's averaged and then you have the public that can go in and review it also so we have our two scores and then that is kind of what is published yeah and and what's really odd about it though is you know you have a zero to a hundred percent right and so the thing is, it's like, okay, so you have like your positive tomato score or, you know, your splat and then your, your good tomato, right? So. Yeah, I know nothing about this. I've literally never been on that I side. I literally thought life. splat was bad. Yes, yeah, so no, so, so splat so is like bad, Nickelodeon. Which is also kind of counterintuitive because it's called Rotten Tomatoes. So a site like that. But like, Rotten Tomatoes go splat. You throw it at something and then it goes. Well, maybe a, maybe a good tomato also goes splat. No, no, no. Oh, man. no it's virtually it's, impossible. It's, it's just like a thud, a big fat yeah. thud. Okay, okay. So, so like the thing is though is you know you have a, a threshold where it's either a splat or not a splat. But the thing is that percentage still. So if you have a fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, that means that fifty percent of critics liked it, and either or whether it be the critic score or the general public score, right? So fifty percent liked it, right? Well, if fifty percent liked it, that means half of people enjoyed this movie, which means that there's a good chance that you can enjoy it because it's half, right? So, so, but half isn't, it's not lower than 50 is a splat and above 50 is a solid tomato. You know, it's, it's quite different. It's more of like a school grading scale. And every single person that reviews on there is on a totally different viewing or on a different scale. Like you might rate it by stars or by a one through 10 or by a one through five or whatever. And so it's just pulling all this stuff in that people have posted on there. And it's just kind of a mess. And, and either way, it's like, who's to say that I wouldn't enjoy a 50% movie, but you're showing me a splat. And I'm like, in, intuitively you see that and you're like, Ugh, this movie's probably going to be shit because it got a, a splatted green tomato on here. So I'm probably not going to watch it. And I think that there's been a lot of movies in the past that um, I haven't watched simply because it got bad reviews. And so we're kind of going in this with the the thought process of like, let's just see stuff without knowing anything about what other people think and develop our opinions for ourselves and then come in here and we'll chat about it. And and our I guess you could say our gimmick or our catch here, the thing that we're going to do is since we're not looking at Rotten Tomatoes, we are going to all, in a little bit, give you our 
guesses, our best guesses for what we think audiences will score on this scale uh, for Rotten Tomatoes and and what the critics are going to give it. And then at the very end, after we review it, we're going to step back and see what the general thought was and try and analyze it and figure out why critics and the public kind of thought what they did about it, um, which I think is going to be a lot of fun. So uh, now that we've kind of made our way to this point, um, we're going to kind of get into the regular format of what the show's going to take, which is uh, we're going to start out with What's New With You, um, which is our segment about basically what's new for each of us. And as far as what we've been watching what we've seen lately whether it be shows or movies anything outside of what we're reviewing and i can see matt just snickering and you you heard his fingers pop because he's just getting geared up he's ready to roll and he's ready to push my button right now so let's go ahead just start it off matt get me get me nice and spicy over here so i sat down and enjoyed a wonderful movie yesterday called a (laughs) midsummer Uh uh uh-huh and it was beautiful Gory. It was a fun movie. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I think uh, Blaine has a different opinion on it. <laughs> so so the, that's all you want to say? Just beautiful. We'll, we'll start off beautiful with that. and gory. I'm not trying to say too much. Chris you hasn't seen it yet. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. I also want to say that it was beautiful and gory. Since there you go. haven't seen there it, mm-hmm. yeah, that's perfect. Um. So yeah. So what we'll. Uh, okay. Okay. You're gonna do this. So, I. <laughs> I saw Midsummer as well last night, actually on the recommendations of your wife and someone else we know. <laughs> so me and me and me and my wife sat down to watch it, and I can very vehemently say that I despise this film. Not only do I despise it, I'm ashamed that it exists. It hurts wow. my soul. And and we're talking about a very well, I say very critically praised movie. I think it's by critics, I think it's somewhere in the '80s, but it did get a lot of it generated a lot of buzz, and so did his um, his last movie because this was done by Ari Aster, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it and it stars Florence Pugh and Jack Rayner, um, and and a few other people that I actually like a lot. Um, one of the actors from The Good Place, um, and but God Almighty, so this movie, it left me. It ended, and the first thing I said was just like, I feel like I need to take a shower. Like I feel. <laughs> Filthy. You do. My soul, my deep down in my soul, in the core of my very being, I'm just dirty, and I feel like the devil is in my body. <laughs> That's how I felt after leaving that movie. And see, that movie is a trip. I, it is like a trip from the eh, about 20 minutes in through the rest of it, because they are doing drugs and they are constantly doing trippy things, sure. and there's a lot of gore that's unexpected. It's not like yeah. hostile gore. Where it's torture gore. There's a lot of well done gore. And it's just... And the whole time you're like, what the hell is happening? The entire movie. That's where I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah Chris it was, it's chef's kissing over here. See, in this... And, and well, when it ended, I said, I have a feeling Matt's nasty ass is going to like this movie. <laughs> and, and so clearly, I was proven right. So, so really, like... I. I I haven't had a movie make me feel this filthy. Now, now I'll say the movie that I'm about to reference, I enjoyed maybe more than this. And now I'm actually drawing a blank on the name of the movie. It's, Was it's, it Human Centipede? Oh, no, no. I'm not going to watch Human... I'm not into that kind of thing. Okay? It's, it wasn't the Human Centipede. That's not what you said, Buster. 
<laughs> it was uh, uh, Jared Leto. There's, it's one of his early movies. Suicide Squad. That made me feel <laughs> real sick. <laughs> I was good. Re- guy. Really needed a shower. I needed a shower after that. Yeah. No. No. And not Fight Club. Oh goodness. Now I'm not gonna remember. We're gonna have to. That's come the back. only two movies he's done. Okay. Well, there's only a handful of movies. Yeah. You guys know exactly. It's a movie that Chris likes, actually. Um, really? Yeah, and I can't think of the name. But anyways, hmm. that movie made me feel really dirty. I'm not going to describe the scene that made me feel so awful. But yeah, this movie, man, it just uh, it rubbed me the wrong way in every possible way. Remember, Chris, when I had you watch The Void? And you were like... Oh, God, yeah, no, that touched me <clears throat> yeah, okay. spiritually in a yeah, bad way. No, no, so that's what I mean. That's how this movie made me feel. Understandably. Like, because this movie does some crazy things that are very much outside of the accepted um reality that we all live in sure yeah and and if you don't know anything about this movie just kind of a simple breakdown is that uh, this young woman ends up getting pulled into a situation in another country where do they go um, it's like a scandinavian yeah. um country and it, it, but they're it's basically like they're on a almost Sheeta. a very culty kind of compound um, and just gets wrapped up into some stuff. But I'll also say that it is one of the most boring films that I have seen in a long time. And see, that blows my mind. Like, they did a lot of character development throughout the whole movie. And there was constantly things going on. And, like, I was looking for imagery the whole time. Which apparently there's sure. a ton of there things was. hidden in the movie. There was. A lot of imagery, a lot of foreshadowing in the backgrounds that yeah. you kind of have to pay attention to. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't want to get stuck on this too long. Because, obviously, this isn't what we're talking about today or fully reviewing it. But I was very passionate last night. I, I was I was <laughs> angry. I've, I haven't left a movie angry like that in ages. Like, I was furious. I was mad I saw it. I was... <laughs> two things that I was. It was mad... And just ashamed, just ashamed that I sat through the whole thing. I was embarrassed of myself that I watched it. But did, did you figure out what movie I was talking about? Was it Requiem for a Dream? It was Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, we were literally like, yeah, we're just recently about talking about that last night. Yeah, yeah, yesterday yeah. afternoon, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Requiem made me feel pretty filthy when I finished it too. But but yeah. this movie, man, oh, it it got me right in the. I don't even know in the feels, but in the worst kind of way. I will, I will never watch anything Ari Aster does again. I can put it that way. I'm, See, I'm the opposite. Now I want to go watch Heredity because I have not seen it. Uh, yeah. I have seen that. Let me talk about it in length by myself <laughs> since I was excluded from this stuff. Sure, sure. So, there. No, we don't no, want to hear this. No, no one wants to hear. Uh, no, so anyways, is there anything else that you guys kind of want to touch on? Um, I know there's something that Matt and I also both saw recently. Yeah. Um, we both saw Hide and Seek as well. Uh, which just came out. I think you watched it, or did just your wife watch it? No, I watched it. The kind of B-list horror film, goofy, uh, kind of Cabin in the Woods style. Yeah, it was definitely, like, think Cabin in the Woods, basically that whole, like, story arc, and how it's kind of a game, somebody's pulling the strings and all that. It was very much like that, and very enjoyable and very fun. With a good bit of gore, too. Sure. Yeah, no, it beautiful it- gore? No, no. no I, I mean, I will say, I will just to come back for a split second of Midsummer. It was a very pretty film. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm not just kissing that movie <laughs> ever, but but it was a very pretty film. And in the first probably 30 minutes or so, there was some fantastic cinematography, some really cool camera work. But otherwise, it was just a hot pile of feces. Um, so, <laughs> with that being said, uh, two other shout outs I want to say really quick i definitely recommend going to see the gentleman i saw it now it probably won't be for everybody it is very vulgar it's kind of violent but it is the it is what it's advertising itself to be 
It's a classic Guy Ritchie. Yeah, it's a Guy Ritchie movie, and it's it's fun. It's good. Old it's, Guy Ritchie. The old Guy Ritchie. Yes, not new Guy Ritchie. It's it's old school Guy Ritchie, but it is. It's gonna rub some people the wrong way. There is he does not give a crap about offending people or saying something that's it's it's a very non PC movie. Um, so you know there's there's that. But and then one more shout out to something that Chris recommended to me that I watched all of, which was uh, Kipo uh, and the Age of the Wonder Beast. Yeah. Which was very good animated show on uh, on Netflix and Matt watched it too. Very wholesome, super great soundtrack. Yeah, fantastic, Loved it. fantastic. Actually, yes, because I'm going to call back to that later on yeah. in the episode as well. Art style also really well done. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Just the whole story behind it, like the universe that it portrays. Yeah, I'm ready to see more. And yeah. I mean, as far as an animated show, that's also you can sit and watch with the kids, or even by yourself, doesn't really matter. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, but do you guys think we're pretty good as in regards to that? And we'll just, yeah. uh, I mean, the only thing I've watched recently was bodyguard, but that was, it was good. Yeah. I mean, it was just, meh. like it's nothing that, super special. Jason Statham no, no, no. It's, uh, the guy from Game it's, Thrones. It, yeah. It's, um, Blaine knows all the names. Yeah. And I said it yesterday and I can't yeah. think of his name. Um, yeah. The Stark brother. Yeah. For, Rob Stark from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Old Robbie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's called Bodyguard, and it's old and not relevant, so yeah. we're not going to talk about it at all. No, that's cool. Because like Chris, Shun me some more. old and unrelevant. Look, I don't... I, <laughs> get relevant. Hey, David, if stay, you want to mute stay. my mic? Good. Oh, just... by the way, <laughs> <laughs> that's our... We, we have our, our our office maid, my brother-in-law, David Troutman. <laughs> is that is that his new name, office maid? Sure. Can we call him that? Okay. I feel like Blaine has had this plan for a long no, time. No, actually, that was on the cuff. Oh, like, I don't know. That felt pretty organic. Yeah, no, it was. It was off the cuff. I like it, though. Office made. We're going to have to put that on the website. Um, so, yeah. No, but David will be running our sound and, and just doing all the behind-the-scenes work for us while we're doing this fun stuff. Real work. Yes, yes. The real yeah. work. So, anyways. Actual work. <laughs> Not just talking. Exactly. So, on that note, um, we're going to move over to the tomato score predictions. Um, I don't know how much you guys have given this thought quite yet. Obviously, Chris has no idea what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> but since it's been explained... It's to get that out there. And, and, well, and that is kind of part of it that I wanted with us is that I am definitely, even on on the spectrum as far as how we all feel about movies and things of that sort, um, that I, you know, am definitely more into this stuff and I would, I'm probably more of the movie buff and then we kind of scale down as we go to between chris and matt as far as and you'll see we all have quite varying opinions so it's it's uh it's gonna be a fun round but so let's start out with uh tomato score predictions we'll go ahead and send it over to, to matt and uh see what he thinks so what do you think about this movie okay so i think the critics are gonna give it about a 60 i'd say mm. and i think fans probably about 82 percent. really yeah, okay. I think so. Okay. I could be way off mark. Probably I'm, way off mark. But. I'm agreeing uh, very similarly to the critics. I would say between 60, 65. Not a range. I need a number. Uh, nice. 62. 62. Sure. Okay. For critics. Yep, critics. Okay. Uh, people, I would say 73. Audience is 73. 74. Okay. Changing. I found that interesting. Okay, so I'm going to flip the script in with that. And I am actually going to call, I think the uh, critic score might actually be higher. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing... Uh, Blame cheated. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have not looked. I have not looked. <laughs> mm-hmm. And as we know, there's an ongoing joke about me cheating <laughs> at everything. Um, so uh, I'm thinking we're sitting at probably like a... 
a 78 by critics and a 67 by audience. All right, so we're all pretty varying on that. I'm really interested to see because I I have absolutely no pulse on this movie. I did not. None of us watched any marketing. Like this was actually the perfect week to start for this premise because it is just an unknown quantity yeah. across the board. Literally thought it was something to do with music, <laughs> like a musical dance something. I don't know. Yep, wasn't. So, um, it, as far as what we think the public's kind of, or well. As far as how we want to advise our listeners, I guess is the better way to put it. Um, I want to do like we said, and we'll plan on doing like a who should and who should not probably see this movie. Um, as far as who should see it, in my opinion, I'm thinking maybe something along like people that are into more of like a slow burn. Because um, I definitely felt that with this. Um, also, I mean, revenge stories. If you're into slow burn or revenge stories, which honestly is kind of not very common you've not seen a revenge story that's taking its time and um but but i would say something along those lines and and it's and if you're into i think if you're into cinematography and and beautiful imagery i think that this movie had a good bit of it yeah it was well done in that perspective yeah is there anything else that y'all can think of that maybe if you were gonna if you wanted somebody to tell you to go see it but didn't want to tell you everything about it i mean definitely just action like there it is a action slash mystery like there is obviously like they're trying to figure stuff out sure so there's a a mystery and an action part to it i mean that's the the, i would say that's the main genre it fits into okay and and i mean anything else matt uh i would say like if somebody asked me i'd tell them if you liked leon the professional oh that's a good or if you like movies like the mechanic yeah like these are very similar to it because it's about an assassin sure getting revenge basically is what this movie's about yeah and so if i was gonna tell somebody i'd probably be like if you like those kind of movies and you know what those movies are then you're probably gonna like this movie and i guess that's another thing to come to as far as people who would not like this movie i don't like if you're not into origin stories which i know some people aren't this might not be your jam now i know that that typically applies more for superhero movies and things along that genre but but i think if you're not into origin stories because that is very much what this movie is um and that's why i say slow burn because it does you know yeah i I don't want to spoil too much right i'll preference what i say as far as action goes is that it's there there are action sequence and i feel like that's the most entertaining portion of the movie outside Mm -hmm. of the actual like mystery story but it's definitely not like nonstop. like if you're going into it expecting exactly and and that's the thing is seen transporter or whatever movie like it's not like non-stop go exactly and and actually after seeing the uh the trailer after the fact this is being marketed as an action movie mm. and and oh no that's yeah. the, like i would say don't even watch the trailer because sure. it will spoil this movie yeah. because the action scenes i find to be they're important like and, they're, and you're gonna remember seeing these things so i would say don't if you're going into this movie i know saying you know to to go off our opinion here but i, I would not watch the trailer i know that you're kind of just now learning kind of our thoughts and opinions on things but i would not watch the trailer before i watch this movie yeah yeah i i honestly say that about all movies <laughs> yeah yeah trailers nowadays show so yeah. much I'm, I'm going on the pretty like full-blown unsullied route i i don't want to be be soiled by the trailers i don't want to come into things and know everything anymore and i think trailers are getting to where they're spoiling things um which does make the whole concept of not using critics kind of complicated but right. I, I do find 
especially after seeing this movie, I'm really interested because I, I we don't know what anybody thinks about this thing, and we just went and saw it, and it I, I don't, just don't think people do that a whole lot anymore. Yeah, because because review scores are coming out. You know, they you know the, these guys get to see it Monday, Tuesday, you know, sure. Wednesday before the movie comes out, and their reviews are already hitting, and the Rotten Tomato score is almost already solidified before the movie ever even hits the shelves. And I think that it's causing a lot of things to just totally tank that people might really enjoy. Like maybe this, I don't know. This might have gotten tanked. I, I don't know. We're about to find out. Right. So, uh, so you guys want to move on? We'll head on into our review. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. All right, excellent. So let's move into it. So I'm going to let you guys kind of take the reins here in the beginning, and um, I'll follow behind each of you. So who wants to go first? Matt, we'll again. With Matty. <laughs> All right, I'll start it off. So... I personally really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a great movie. I think it was a lot of fun. And I didn't know where it was going most of the time. At first, I mean, halfway through, you're like, okay, I know where this is heading. Um, some of the acting was amazing. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I um, agree. Blake Lively, like, killed in her role. So this is the point where we're getting really spoilery. Yeah, so it starts yeah. off, she is a prostitute who's a drug addict mm -hmm. whose family died three years ago in a plane crash and to preface that she's a prostitute and drug addict after her parents died after, not before. oh yeah <laughs> they, they spend the first five minutes painting this picture how she is this family loving person who her entire family is all loving and they have all these great memories mm -hmm. and then it turns to her as this uh crack whore prostitute just doing terrible and yeah. her acting is fantastic. And she looks like absolute yeah. shit in this movie. Yeah, she she does. <laughs> Which, and actually, I guess we should also say, we have decided that we're going to rate our review, or our, our each episode is going to be based on the rating of our movie. Yeah. Is this our, I assume? Yes, this okay. movie is definitely an R. Very movie. So, going forward, just expect that, you know, this isn't going to be a PG yeah. rated episode yeah, so but cover anyways. the kids ears up <laughs> or just part don't of the review. have them listen <laughs> yeah. just wait until sonic not for the best there you right go. right um, we'll, we'll be kid friendly then yeah exactly so you can go on there speak for yourself and so <laughs> in the movie a uh, newspaper reporter comes there and is like hey like your family did not die they died in the crash but the crash was not accidental it was a bomb planting and i'm trying to prove it and i want you to help me so that is the first five minutes like basically setting up the whole premise sure of the movie and while the movie is going she's like the whole time she's like i don't believe you acting just like a meth act would or a crackhead like yeah she's super like not trusting she paranoid. robs him she like she's paranoid and then each time she does something it goes wrong and it shows all these negative consequences yeah yeah and and that's i definitely noticed that as well is that this what i loved about this was that I mean, you know, by the end of it, you are looking at a hero's journey, but, like, this was not, like, she's she's an epic screw-up. Oh, she fucked up. Yeah. In yeah. the beginning, especially, over and over again. Yeah, yeah, and and I found that really appealing, which, in, you know, just as a whole, which, and I won't go into, you know, my whole thoughts on it, and you can kind of button up a little bit more about your thoughts, and then by the end of it, we'll kind of dig in a little bit deeper after I go, but... Okay. Is there anything else? Um, so... Overall, I really enjoyed it. Now, I will say, when I left the theater, I was like, some something seemed off mm -hmm. about it. Like, I felt like she got everything too easily. And, like, mm -hmm. so they showed some brutal things. Like, her learning to fight and all that. Jude Law's an 
ex MI6 agent that's like not an MI6 agent at the time because he did something wrong. So she he's training her how to be a spy. And there's some brutal scenes and it's over a period of time, but it just kind of seemed after that, everything seemed to be handed to her almost too easily. And then she would just know the location of her target. And she would just be like, oh, now I'm at my target's house. Boom. Done. Oh, this was really intense. That kind of bothered me about it. Sure. Because it wasn't a lot of, like, spying and trying to, like, track down. It didn't, Or they didn't show that. And then my other complaint about this movie, why was she not on the plane? So they mention over and over again. They start off with... I thought they fully explained why she wasn't on the plane. They, oh, they said they changed the flight so she could come with them. And then she didn't go. And then she just says, oh, I chose not to go on some sort of international trip with my family. But she never said why she didn't want to go. I She's, can't remember why. No, no I don't yeah. think they said. I just think she I literally said, like, I'm being shitty. Say. Yeah. Yeah, but then they, they set up the whole movie with that. She was super loving and into her family. Mm-hmm. And then she just happened to not be on the plane that her family had changed their plans to be on that particular plane so she could make it and, and, and I there just was thought no that real, was really weird yeah there was no real evidence to show that she was shitty before the whole i was about to say train wreck but plane crash <laughs> <laughs> right and so that was just one of the things that kind of rubbed me wrong when i left yeah 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 like it, so, i don't know so Her, what did you think about it uh it was good definitely wouldn't say that it was great like, yeah. it's not super memorable. It's not something that I would go back to, I would say. Yeah. Um, but it was enjoyable, for sure. Uh, again, like Matt Blaine said, it's Blake Lively's acting was terrific. So was Jude Law. He nailed the points. Um, but I don't know. There's something with the story. I feel like the whole setup, like what you were talking about with her, uh, the, the flashbacks they would have of her and as she was a prostitute yeah. enjoying her family and the good memories it didn't i don't know it it the movie didn't bring me in to care about her character so much mm. like I, I don't know there wasn't for me personally i didn't i didn't connect with her with her past right like it, it i didn't i wasn't on they this didn't emotional really journey show with her. it was she all acted. like one day almost it was almost like they showed just continual right. trips or, or clips from from one, one day sit, right. yeah one sitting of her life and there's like, audio between them so yeah. it was all just like music you know soft music behind cloudy memories yeah so i didn't i wasn't invested in her character she did a great job portraying what somebody in that position would be sure um but i wasn't super invested in her character um but no i mean it was good it was well done the whole um the training portion of it was good I, i actually what you were saying as far as it was being too easy i can understand so for like the the details part of it so like how she got where she was so like the background self that people never talk about, like oh yeah. you have you have a target over here that you need to go to, and she just winds up there in their lap essentially. Uh, that didn't bother me as much, as, but well, it didn't bother me really too much because she had those connections within the like that's her contacts were people who were CIA MI6. So like they have those connections. They didn't go into that detail, which is a missing key. Like it would be cool to have some background into that. But as far as it being too easy for her, like, I, I honestly, I appreciate the way that they portrayed her as an actual person. Like, she yeah. never purposely, well, okay, well, that's, this is spoilers, but well, yeah, like, yeah, we're deep she didn't, that. we're past like, that. Yeah, she, <laughs> the train has left the Like, she didn't, I th- feel like there was only like 
I don't know that she actually ever killed. Oh no. Okay. Until I, I wanted to get into yeah. this too. So there's only one person that she actually killed. Yeah. Uh, like, wait. I, I actually think I wrote this okay. down. I was wanting to look. I think there's two. Okay. Well, yeah. I think there's well, and we don't know what happened to the two or three guys that she shot inside the sure. okay. apartment. But those are Thug A and Thug B. Exactly. Like, they weren't named sure. hits. Yeah. They weren't people she was putting the hit on. Right. But but like so I mean. It, it, I feel like they did a great job with her dealing with actually being a human. Like she didn't yeah. turn into instantly a, exactly. a mindless robot. She yeah. was still like, I don't know what I'm doing. As much training as that I've yeah. had for all these months, like I still can't kill this guy. Exactly. I thought that was fascinating. I, I really liked that take because it kind of adds to that slow burn too that they gave it. It fits into that atmosphere because they took their time, even just getting her to the place where she could start to become this assassin and then when right. she gets there and she's like all right i'm going on my first hit and she just keeps epically screwing up like yeah. she sucks at it yeah like she she clearly is not good right. at it well the, the distinctly showed her trying to be too human yeah like oh she's at the target's house oh well, let me talk to him for a minute yeah and i think he, he has like an oxygen tank so he's like oh i'm feeble and then he overpowers her and then they have a yeah. whole right. like combat and she about scene. dies Right, yeah. and so they did do a good job with that. Which, I thinking of that, on. they were almost too obvious with the vial or the 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 uh, injection, which, the shot that she got from him. The, the killer was going to inject her with some kind of lethal serum and some rattlesnake poison or yeah. some kind of something, and and it was it was almost too heavy handed to where I was just like. Well, she's that's going to be important. Yeah, later. She's going to kill someone with that later. <laughs> right. And by the end of the movie, I was like, well, I guess she's going to kill the bad guy with the snake stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I did like that. She kept screwing up her kills. And, and the first one, yeah. and it was like, she never really like the one dude suffocated to death. Right. Right. Because the, he was already feeble. Yeah. The other one, she goes to slit his throat and can't. And yeah. Cause and, he had kids. Yep. Yeah, and then, yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. She found out he had kids and then, and then Jude Law just blew up the entire family, <laughs> which was pretty pretty rough. Which he wasn't um, really apologetic about. No. He was like, I got to live with that. Yeah. But, he was like, dude, yeah. Dude, oh, Jude Law in this okay. movie was he like, you it. talk about Chef's Kiss. Like, right. I, I just, I love that man yeah. so yeah, much. He did a great job. Yeah, he did. He really killed it. Like, and, and their first interaction and just him training her and how much hell he gave her in that process. Yeah. Like, he was the perfect mentor, like, secondary character just popping up and, and just being a giant d-bag and you know that's one of the main things that i liked about his character is that he there was never you never got the feeling of a romantic feeling between him and her like there's always that like sexual tension between the mentor and the mentee exactly or like oh he starts to feel bad like oh it's okay you tried really hard but like he gave zero shits this whole time he was just like swim home like, yeah it didn't check on her didn't care like yep. he didn't row it out in a boat to save her i know like, yeah. i love that part where he, he was, was like, like you can die yeah, he was i don't like, care if I, you die i literally do not care about you at all and he yeah. actually sticks with it like there's no point in the movie yeah. where he's like pulling on heartstrings it's just him being a stone wall the whole time exactly he's like if you really want revenge if you want revenge for your family if you want to find out who did this yeah then you're going to earn it. And if you and, and I'm going to send you on your missions and I'm going to send you by yourself. And you might die. And honestly, I do not care. Right. Like, and Because no, those came out of nowhere. Yeah. He was just like, all of a sudden, okay, yeah, yeah. here's your mission. Here's your brief. Yeah, that is Go weird that like, she would get like a, a, an operation or whatever they called it. I can't sure, remember what they called yeah. it. And, the, and he was just like, yeah, no, no, take it. It's cool. He's like, no, 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 just do it. Yeah, it's kill super deadly. It's fine. Yeah. It's cool. And she was like, well, how I don't am I supposed to is, do but, this? Yeah. And he's like, I don't care. I mean, he didn't know who it was, but yeah 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 and so um 
Well, I guess I'll let you button up a little bit more and then we can kind of... No, I mean, that was... I mean, if you want to talk about, like, the one of the main parts of the movie that I really enjoyed, uh, especially cinematography-wise, yeah. is the, the car chase after she's in... Um, mm-hmm. Tangier. I see. I um, thought you were talking about the car chase with her and Jude Law because that was pretty fantastic. When uh, she's training, when he's her. training her. No, yeah, no, that was good. But no, it's good. I enjoyed it. Like for as far as the cinematography goes, like it some... looked like it was a one shot thing, but it I did. Th- I feel like they I'm probably sure. did it in the because it did quick moves, but yeah. with the camera. But I mean, it was well done, yeah. and it wasn't like a bajillion cuts, which it just irks me whenever there's action movies where it's, it's just like cut, 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 and I'm like, I can't yeah. keep up with anything. So that was Michael, really well done. Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> He's the explosion guy. So. No, he is. He is. I mean, I, I, I love him for that, you know, but, and I mean, I, I will never hate on The Rock, you know, and transform, I don't mean The Rock, the individual, the oh. movie, The Rock. No, oh, okay. Not The Rock. No, yeah. literally. I mean, neither one for the, me. No, well, no. Yeah. Yeah. The Rock, the movie wasn't. You literally late. can't hate the person, The Rock. And, and, but The Rock, the movie, you know, and, and that's got Nicolas yeah. Cage, so that means it's not bad. Yeah, and, that's exactly what it means. And Sean Connery. Sean, yeah, so Sean Connery, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, um, Oh, and Ed Harris also. Ed Harris, yeah, dude, that movie, I'm Lazy. telling you. And I mean, Transformers 1, still pretty good, pretty good stuff. So, Transformers 1. 1, yeah, it's pretty good. Okay, I mean, sure. it's still, it gets hate still, yeah. but I, I like it. Okay. But I mean, I, mean I liked it as well. It's no Pacific Rim, but... <laughs> the greatest correct the... it is not pacific Rim. <laughs> unfortunately thank god so if anybody wants to know chris's favorite movie of all time mm. is pacific Rim. Oh, literally no. there's nothing that he has bad to say about it it's literally his favorite film he's asked me to put a poster up it's behind true. where he sits of the movie just so mm. he can fully represent and embrace i really don't pacific want Rim. to give a critique on it because <laughs> it would just be all positive uh i don't i can't think of anything bad to say i mean okay I'm sure the this... words that they say, they do they do word good <laughs> in the, the dialogue, so yeah. it, they do it good. Yeah, Charlie Hunnam word right. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. English it, strong. It does not matter. He's a sexy man, oh, and wow. he can sound like a bubbling sure. buffoon. Uh, yeah. Or bumbling. Maybe bumbling. Oh, or bubbling. He could be bubbling. No, he's bubbling. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Bublé. Bublé. Um, so, yeah. So, I guess we'll move on. Yeah. Um, as far as, yeah, because no one wants to hear anymore. And, <laughs> no. Um, so, one of the things that I found fascinating about this movie, and I really, really liked, I mean, obviously, we all kind of pointed out, like, she looks terrible in this movie. Like, she, but, like. It, in a good way. In a good way, like They're yeah. not focusing on her it, well, amazing looks. Exactly. And that's what if I was. If you're listening right now, but like, you look beautiful. You are beautiful and lovely <laughs> in every way. Ryan Reynolds, don't come after us. You I mean, are also beautiful and lovely in true. every way. Yeah, I mean, you can come after me. <laughs> I'll just take you out for a beer. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no her, no, her outfits, she spent the whole movie dressed basically like a man. Yeah. Wearing combat frumpy. boots. Just, yeah, that's like, the word that kept popping in my head. Yeah, frumpy. frumpy. She was. It was It was like button-up, almost basically like men's shirts, baggy pants, and boots. The whole movie, her hair's cut extremely short. Um, but I really actually found that I liked that, and I thought it was really interesting because she wasn't this femme fatale. You know, it's right. when, when you get these kind of movies, it's, you know, oh, she's just so sexy, and because she's so sexy, she can clearly beat up 800 men and know how to instantly wield a gun and karate chop people's penises off. Like, yeah. that's usually a femme fatale movie, right? Like, so, there, I mean, it would have been kind of great if she chopped someone's penis off, but... 
I wouldn't have hated it. Yeah, but but well, not just karate chopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but well, sure, I'm on board. You know, so but it was it was really um, I really found it kind of fascinating, um, and, and there was it there was clearly some commentary in that, but it wasn't. Um, it wasn't too much. It wasn't heavy-handed to where they're just, like, beating you over the head to death with, like, we're taking a more, I guess you could say, like, a feminist perspective of, like, not sexualizing her and yeah. not making her an object and not making her just this sexy killer. And mm-hmm. I really liked the tact. Yeah. Uh, it was it was just very tactful and very, it just wasn't heavy-handed, and I really liked that. Yeah. I thought it added to it. Like, it wasn't a movie about romance or sexuality like it was a movie about this woman's singular purpose of revenge like she didn't get distracted by some love interest like it was literally it was a purist movie in that sense of like she had her goal and she followed through with it which which i will say now i think his name sterling k brown the guy that is comes into the movie as the asset that's giving her the information and everything there was a little bit of a romance situation there and i did not buy it at all i didn't either because i was just like the whole time was like revenge 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 and then all of a sudden it was just like that was my least favorite part of the movie i was like what i was like i liked him he's a good actor but i'm just like what are they doing like that there is no chemistry here like why like wait they're she's showing up at his house and they're gonna have sex and why and that was completely unexplained does that not happen to you oh it happens to me all the time yeah well you know Liv tyler Liv tyler blake lively there's l's and v's don't worry about it the last the last time you met Liv tyler and and steven tyler showed up and it was this really awkward situation and he sung to you and he's like (laughs) basically that's that's how the night went yeah no i i remember you telling me about that one yeah yeah i'm glad okay okay yeah but no i mean i agree that like that it it was obviously like it turns out that that wasn't a thing and because she was like oh i'm pretending to be a better person oh i'm pretending to be somebody else sure but like was she when they slept together see yeah was she I don't know because it was, they never really explained it. Yeah, it I mean, was really kind of out of nowhere, and it lasted like a minute. And you're just like, "What?" Same Z's. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what they all say. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, like, that's where like it feels so out of place that she would do that. Mm-hmm. She would do that. That like <laughs> you're good at words too. I am well, great at words. Charlie on them. <laughs> if only I looked as good. <laughs> You win some, you lose some. But, yeah. like, it, it makes sense, though. Like, she was playing him to get him to reveal whatever information he did. I can't remember exactly what he said. but mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because I guess now we can get to do, like, he was the bad guy. Yeah. Um, what was the name? Like, it was something. There was, like, letters and numbers, and I can't remember what it was. Oh, like. Was there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. what they, the, the CIA the, calls the, it. For like the objective. Yeah. Well, in zero had, 06 or something Yeah, because like they didn't that. know the guy's name. Right. Um, yeah, and he turned out to be the bad guy. And I would ask this too. Did you guys see that coming at all? Yes. No. You did? I did not. I kind of did, and Xena did too. We really? kind of talked about it afterwards, and we were like, we kind of felt, especially how close yeah. they were getting, it, 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 it seemed yeah. like she was spending the whole time getting close to the asset. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember now. I knew once the, she sent him after the bus guy. 
Mm, okay. That that's when, when she knew. Really? Well, exactly. And that's when right. she knew. That's when I figured out because I was just like, wait, like this doesn't make sense. Why is she going to kill? Well, and when they showed up at his house and it was just like this regular old dingy place. And I'm like, they're talking about this guy doing it for the money. He should be this rich, like whatever. And they're finding him in this random apartment, this bomb maker in a random apartment in the middle of town. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't. There was that. a bomb there, but. But see, that didn't bother me because that was just a safe house, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. It was just a staging ground for the terrorist attack. Sure. I think it's really how how he worded it, the asset. Like, Mm -hmm. because he was like, oh, he's like a super important person Uh where she knew that he was just a nobody. Yeah. Well, and I think that was the thing is, yeah, she did find out that point and she was like, well, he told me where this guy is i still want to kill him because he made the bomb he's involved exactly so i guess at that point she's like well fine i'll go kill him and then i'm gonna come back and kill you because you're not gonna figure out that i know who you are right so was the sex scene before she found out or after she found out? i think it was before yeah it was before (sighs) which is why i say that it's less believable like if but they couldn't have told us at that point because the reveal wouldn't have been as surprising if we knew that early so I know, like, what I had told you, like, during the movie, I had thought that the assassin she was portraying, Petra, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was actually... Uh, oh, yeah, when you were talking to me in the movie, yeah, you kind of leaned the CIA over, guy, like, yeah. I was like, I feel like that they, like, she, he was with that Petra character because, like, he yeah. knew her and he yeah. was like, you're definitely not her. Yeah. And whenever they're in that bazaar or whatever, and he's like... Yeah. So you think he knew the whole time? Do you think he knew the whole time who she was? No. No, but he knew, obviously, that that wasn't Petra. Petra, yeah. Yeah. But do you you think at any point he knew who she was or only she knew who he was? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah, Because he's super obscure. Like, the only person who really figured it out besides the MI6 guy was... And the... The reporter? Yeah, the reporter. reporter. But was the mom of... Oh, yes. The wife of the... Thunder. Yeah, and I really liked Thunder. that bit too. Um, that was neat. Is that the that middle Middle Eastern family who was kind of wrapped up with the the whole reason that the event happened? Right. I really liked how the husband kind of shot her down, and the wife's like, "Well, fine. Like, I still want revenge. Right. I'll pay this girl to go kill these people." Then, yeah. And I just found it really interesting, um, kind of take on that. Uh, and and I really liked that. So I get really tired of the whole like terrorist bit. It's just like it's always a terrorist. Sure. There are terrorists coming. There's Super terrorists everywhere. Out. Yeah, and and I was just like, oh, okay, fine, like you know, but I kind of actually liked that the bad guy was not a terrorist. He just wanted money, and he was pretending to be a terrorist, sure, so that he could get in bed with other terrorists, basically, to make money off them. And that was actually kind of an interesting little twist that it wasn't actually just this, you know, terrorist of some sort. Um, and also speaks a little truth to the actual CIA and. Their dealings in that world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he had. Hold on, this is going down the air. Do we really want to give our CIA <laughs> I mean, opinions? Just too late. It's already on. <laughs> I think already everyone on knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, I did. It was. Yeah, and clearly, I mean, if he's CIA's, he's had a little bit of practice with right, playing exactly. uh, both sides, and so you know, he was just doing the same thing he normally did, just exactly. not. <laughs> he's getting all the money, rather. Yeah, than, exactly. You know. So yeah, I, I did though, I, and I guess I haven't fully said, but I actually I did really enjoy this film. Now, like Chris said, I, I don't think I'd go back and see it probably, unless like 
unless Sydney, my wife wanted to go see it, you know, or, sure. or not go see it. I probably wouldn't go to theaters again, but like if she wanted to rent it or something, I'd watch it again, but like right. I wouldn't go out of my way. I wouldn't like buy it or, but, um, I, I do think it was a worthwhile watch and it was nice to come into this blind and just really kind of yeah. be, I, I think relatively impressed. Um, yeah, overall. for sure. I mean, the I feel like the the major hook for me in enjoying the movie is the figuring out part. So, like, with that already being known to me, yeah. like, I it that's the most fun of the movie. Like, the action wasn't actioning enough to yeah. be held up, hold up on its own. Yeah. So, yeah, with with the the mystery out of the way, like, I, that's why I wouldn't watch it again. It's like, yeah, exactly. I already know everything. And, and the slow burn portions, I think, could potentially be kind of. I don't want to say painful, but very slow. Because there are some yeah. slow, like, plotting moments where they are just, like, they are wanting you to wallow in her depression and her right. addiction and her early on. And I was just, like, at first I was kind of worried. And I was just, like, this might be dark. Like, I don't I don't know what we kind of signed up for here. Yeah. Um, but but overall, yeah, yeah, I do. I, I, I definitely say to watch it and, you know, which, and I guess the thing will be interesting to see, you know, how many people actually show up for this and if they're going to market it much or if it what happens and and what might ha so i mean now we're sitting here and we have a pretty unanimous like we like this movie yeah, right good. and so with that being the case wait, 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 wait. yeah yeah one thing that none of us have talked about okay mm -hmm. so this movie's called the rhythm section <laughs> oh my god thank you and none of us have talked about this yet <laughs> so i just want to go ahead and dive into that before we move on sure so the reason they call it this is because part of her training Yes. Is about breathing and mm -hmm. listening to her heart mm -hmm. while she's shooting. Yeah, and Jude not Law guns, <laughs> yes. guns, not not drugs. <laughs> she does so shoot those too. Jude Law is like, hey, when you're breathing, you gotta listen to your heart. It's like a drum. Yeah, and that is what he's calling her rhythm section. But and, and I don't think he ever it, says like, you must use the rhythm section. No. <laughs> like, thank God. Yeah, but that I would mean, be... nothing that cheesy. But yeah. it, but it's implied yeah. that's what sure. they're talking about. Yeah, that is honestly the worst part of the movie in my mind is that the name just the is name so being... like obscure that it has literally nothing to do with except for he literally says that line two times and one of it is like a flashback. But she does use it multiple times when she's in combat. She's using her breathing and they focus on her heartbeat and her breath just like right. when she's getting her training. And I think that was like the important part later on. And I kind of feel that's why they went with the title. They're like, this was very, this was a key moment in her training. Sure. Mm -hmm. So, so they she were like, it's so important. Kill Jude Law. Right. Law. But it was very interesting because it's one of the few movies where I feel like the title doesn't really have anything to do with the movie. It doesn't yeah. really properly that's all represent yeah. the film. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can definitely get behind that as well. Um, so I guess with that being said, let's move on to the fun part and uh, talk to our uh, what did I call our our what is he? Our office, our office maid? maid? Our office maid? And um, David. So, drum roll here. Um, we are going to check out. So, none of us have seen the tomato scores. We have no idea. And David. I don't even is, know how it works. So. Uh, he's going to show us numbers. Cool. Um, I like numbers. So, David's going to turn around. And, and David has what we guessed. So, so let, us, let us see what the deal is here, David. Right. Why don't you pull it up on the big screen yeah, and just turn that to us? Can y'all see? Nope. Yeah, you can see now. All right. Well, I can't see anything. I'm just, they're just <laughs> loving this dead air. I hope you guys enjoy silence. And... Oh, shit. Holy, <laughs> holy okay. shit. Oh. I was so close. 
Holy <laughs> shit. Okay. This movie got... Woo. I mean, <laughs> I've seen lower. Maybe. Jesus. Matt is going to take a. I have. I did not expect that. No. I am. I am shooketh. Straight. Okay. Do you want to tell the people what it is? Straight to my school. So sorry. Understand. All right. So if you haven't looked at this yourself, now this might change a little bit since scene, but we're a good bit after the movies come out. So now, and there honestly, there's a fairly low amount of people that have reviewed this. So not a lot of people have seen this movie. We're looking at 122 people, and it's sitting at uh, for critics, and that's at 31 percent. So, (laughs) so if you'd like to remember. We were all like in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Yeah. So according to every... Uh, well, and so also just to... Sorry, I'm, I've been talking sideways here. Um, so also we're looking at a 42% by audience. So... Which is 480 so what, people? W- yes, which is, is yes, 480 people. Yeah. So currently the world is telling us that we have very bad taste. It's dog doo <laughs> So keep listening to us. This so movie, listening. Oh. Well, now that I've seen that, I'm changing my opinion. I feel like, <laughs> exactly. I feel yeah. like we're wrong. Right. Yeah. So this is the issue. They make a good point. Th- th- yes, dude. They this make is, a good point, This though. seriously might be the best possible Blame. episode to start Look. off. What? Numbers. Numbers. What about yeah. them? I that, see it. 31. 31. You can't lie with the numbers. No, the numbers. That means it's bad. Numbers don't lie. 31 equals yeah. bad. Yeah. I learned that in school. You're they, welcome. That, that's what they said. That's what they said in school. They said, if movie 31 bad, yep. they speak just Thanks, like Pacific Charlie Rim. Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam told me that. Oh, God. He's going to hate us. <laughs> Charlie, we love Charlie, you as we well. we love you. Yes. Just Chris hates you. Yes. Whoa. Hold up now. So That's cool. Oh my goodness! This is just this is why we're doing this. So that's so, hilarious. So seriously, like, so if David, I was an you, audience, you saw day. this before I'm us. Enjoying this very much. I bet hearing us sound like buffoons saying we liked this clearly terrible I, I, movie. I, I still like it. I'm sticking to my guns. I don't care what the critics say. I think the critics are always wrong. I do. I do. Which in so that comes to our our giant question here, which is, do we need critics? And currently, we do not. I don't. No, we, we don't I'm need sure. them. They are d bags because they have officially tanked a good movie. It really wasn't that bad. But not only, like clearly, not. not only do do critics suck, the general public does too. <laughs> That's fair. maybe they. But this is the problem with trailers. Yeah. They probably went in there with like this high expectation of like a James Bond. Yes, yes, well, and it's yes. not a James Bond. It, it was marketed terribly. This is not. This is not an action movie. Yeah. So all four hundred and eighty of those people probably are maybe idiots. Not, yes, <laughs> I mean most of them probably saw the trailer and thought that they were going into an action movie. And oh my goodness, like. It does yeah. not deserve that score, this, guys, at all. Can I say how validated I am right now? Like, oh. how, I am. This is why we need to do this. This is why yeah. we're doing this. Like, I feel so good about this right now. It was a good movie. <laughs> was a good movie so, who wants to do? You want to do ratings, or are we waiting for? This? Yes, what? What you rated? What? Well, yes. Yeah, so, so what I rated this? Yeah. Yes, comparatively. So I. So go down to each of us for what we what we gave it for a um for the Who first? Or, or I can look at it. Yeah, yeah, let me take a look at this. Oh, is what we suspected. Okay. Yeah, I guess we could just go off that. that yeah, so cuz I feel similar. So I said critics were 78% 
and it was a 31. Chris said 62. Matt said 60. Oh, shit. So, uh, I, was, I think I was closest. closest yeah, so, so, yes. Currently, well. yes, Matt is the closest. Man, I, this is the most wrong I think I've been about anything. Um, yeah, of guys... course you would think. Because <laughs> plan is time. always right. Well, I did this before the fact. Now, I think I told you about this. Now, I only have one witness who might or might not join this podcast at a later date. But I did this for the gentleman and was within like two or three points of both numbers mm. for the gentleman. And, and I also even called why the bad reviews said it was bad. So I, I I felt pretty good there, but this is embarrassing. But <laughs> so now for the for the audience score, we're looking at a seventy two percent, and I gave it. No, we're a, looking at forty two. You're looking at forty two. I said forty two. Sorry, forty two. So actually, I was the closest on this <laughs> with an audience of sixty seven, and then second was Chris at a seventy four, and Matt was an eighty two. So, <laughs> yeah, Matt was the only one guessing in the 80s. Yeah. I had hope in the people. Yeah. Like, honestly, for me mm. personally, I would put it in upper 60s. Yeah. Like, as a movie that I enjoyed. But, and, and that's what's personally. funny, though, is like, it, like, mentally you want to say that, but like, that's not even what these numbers mean. That's what's crazy. These numbers literally just mean a percentage of people, not even an actual score. Like, literally just thumbs up, thumbs down kind yes, of situation? Yes, basically, yes. Yeah. This is literally a percentage of so people. So less than half of people enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Which or is a terrible a system. It yeah. is. Because you see 30%. Exactly. And if everybody, it's a thumbs up or thumbs down, I mean, that's terrible. Because people could do a sliding scale and be like, oh, 60%. Yeah. Right. If everybody gave it 60%, then. Yeah. Or even if they gave it 49%. So they give it a thumbs down. But a 49%. Yeah. Averages out with all those higher ones more in like the 50s or 60s versus yeah. a 30-something. Right. Yeah, yeah, this that's... is just man. I like I said, I'll say it one more time. Mm. Validated. I'm so glad we're doing this. This is just a fantastic idea. It's like this is insane. And so now we're get, now we get to see here. We see this tomato score, and we're gonna look now. Obviously, things like marketing and things of that nature can also affect profit. But I really am a firm believer that the majority of the time, these these critical bombings are what tank these films. What do you guys think? caused it to sit at a 32 percent and if we're like what did people not like about this movie because people did not like this movie clearly yeah i mean are you talking about like critics wise or people wise? Uh, let's just say critics i mean well okay i'm definitely not the right person because i literally don't ever look at critics so i can't put myself with their mindset sure. but i mean if you were just saying like from what i disliked about it, i mean already talked about it but there wasn't like a whole lot definitely not to give it a 30 something 31 like 31. no it, like the negatives i mean the positives definitely outweigh the negatives in the movie like yeah there wasn't like huge plot holes like there no. was it just, it just i've seen much worse movies right it just wasn't like mind-blowing to me like there yeah. it wasn't something that i was just like oh my god this is an amazing movie you know like there wasn't some huge plot twist like, it was a good mystery yeah cool to figure out but it's like if it's thumbs up or thumbs down which is essentially basically I would definitely give it a thumbs up yeah sure. a thumbs up like with yeah. how this system works that's, that's basically a thumbs up or a thumbs down and a lot of people clearly gave it a thumbs down yeah um and and yeah i mean matt do you do any idea I, the only thing i could come to is that this is something that has been done several times in varying forms sure but it was done differently it is and done differently like. it had a lot of original it was well acted it was yeah yeah decently written there was a couple things that might have changed but like Overall, like you said, not a thumbs down. No. At all. 
So I don't know, but also I don't really pay attention to critics ever. So I sure. don't know where how they normally score. Which things. you guys are in the minority because I think a lot of people do. I mean, it is a very common thing to look at a critical reception and go see a film or not. Sure. Um, uh, they gave like thumbs down to my favorite movies, and that's why I stopped paying uh, well, attention. Well, <laughs> exactly, and well, and that was the thing is I think we kind of personally started this discourse a long time ago. I mean, I've been talking about doing this for probably what six or seven years. And this is finally the time when we've been able to pull the trigger on it and do get together and do it. Um, and, you know, it, it, I've been kind of salty about this whole system since then and been watching it over these years. And I think we all just kind of unanimously kind of quit looking at this stuff. And it's like, I, I quit looking at it before seeing films, but it's still, I mean, it's front and center. It's like somebody just Googles this to look up movie times and they see that and they're like, I'm not going to see this pile of shit. Right. It's got a 31 on Rotten Tomatoes. And the crazy thing is, usually, unless they've changed their system, and who will know because we're not allowed to look at Rotten Tomatoes anymore, but unless they've changed their system on most of these sites and stuff when they cite Rotten Tomatoes, they only give the critical score too. Which is crazy because the general public score, which is also quite different regularly, sure. is just as important in my opinion. I mean, even this, it's a 10-point it, difference. It's high like enough higher to... Even seeing a 32 versus a 40-something, I would right. at least be like, it's getting closer to 50. You know, yeah. but, but oh my goodness. like So, after... Because anal I've analyzed this stuff for years as far as how critics kind of think the way they do and what I typically... General public's harder to pinpoint where that thought process, come from, process comes from. Most of the time, I think it's more of like a, basically just fun or not. If it's, sure. if it's well it's made or not. Movie. If it's an enjoyable movie, which is kind of the approach that we're trying to take. And I mean, in varying degrees of critical, sure. you know, critically looking at it. Um, but, you know, I, I honestly thought that this was going to do a bit better with the critics for the simple fact that it is a very feminist forward perspective and critics gobble that shit up right. i mean they freaking love it but but the one thing that we pointed out was that it wasn't forceful and it didn't bludgeon you over the head right. and i think that a lot of these movies that don't bludgeon you to death with politics these critics are tanking because it's not forward thinking enough because they don't tell because the movie's not telling you what to think the movie's not telling you you know oh well she's a, a strong woman and we're gonna have conversations about how she's a strong woman and how she's actually even a feminist and you know that word has to be in there and and i feel like a lot of critics come from that perspective and i wonder if this movie didn't bludgeon you over the head enough with the politics so they're not, you're talking about like the dialogue itself leading the cause rather yes, than visually and, sure. and thematically. The actual storytelling. Yeah, because I mean, if you look at a lot of stuff these days, it's just so forceful in its thoughts and beliefs and opinions and, and they just want you so badly to believe in what they believe in and to think what they think. And it's like, it can't just be a movie or a show or something anymore. They actually have to press these things into you forcefully and so i wonder i mean and who knows you know we'll have to go through and maybe read a few of these things at some point but i mean as far as what they're yeah no who cares no i'm good <laughs> but um i disagree with them uh, so yeah 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 i've never read critics reviews on anything ever so well, now we have our own 
Well, not going to start doing it. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and as far as the general public, I, I can see why they didn't like it. Because, I mean, it was art, it was pretty artistic. And sometimes if things can get a little too in the weeds artistically or like like too broody. And this movie was kind of very broody and very the slow. Uh, lots of people are not into slow burn, especially if they're sure. going to see an action movie. Honestly, that's what I thought the critics would have liked about it. Yeah, well, me too. Was it especially the first, like quarter of the movie i guess was very much Super like an slow. art house slow building movie yeah. and i was like okay i this is what i think critics like yes. and they would appreciate yeah. how this was done yeah and if anything i would say they probably didn't like the second half of the movie where it became that action movie mm-hmm. but i have no idea what they were thinking i, I don't either i really don't <laughs> yeah. this is wild this is blowing me away but listeners i guess you can go through now and kind of dig through these reviews and if you want to um want to give us a shout out later about some of the stuff that you saw that people did or didn't like and or even just let us know if you did or didn't like it uh definitely do reach out and let us know because this is this is this is shock uh, this is shock <laughs> so, and i'm curious about how much more of these we're gonna see you know how yeah. many more of these blowouts and how wrong we are about what people think i am normally wrong <laughs> well that i mean yes people we, disagree with me yes. on movie taste all the that time. that is why you're here matt is because you always need the person who likes bad things Has the best and that's, ever. that's why matt is here i literally i was like matt you have the worst taste in movies you have the worst taste in music you're pretty much just oh, all around all around terrible taste I, you need to just tell everybody to listen to nickelback and to you know which now we're not going to hate on Pacific Rim because it's the best movie ever, but thank you. <clears throat> thank you. You know, I mean, that's one of your best tastes. I mean, your favorite. It's a know. fantastic movie. It is. It is. So, and giant Chris, monsters, giant robots, bring it. Which, which, you can you can see the the thought process evolving as yeah. the words are coming out of Matt's mouth. <laughs> big robot, big <laughs> monster. Oh, me have them. Me love okay. you. Okay. <laughs> Exactly. So, well, I guess on that note, um, we're going to head towards the end of this thing and, and wrap it up. But um, so we one thing we want to do is we want to make things uh, make things a little spicy. And uh, right here at the end of every podcast, what we're going to do is we are going to do a do send off songs from each of us stuff that we've been listening to lately. Each of us will give us give kind of a song and we'll also put it in the show notes. Um listed out there for you guys if you want to want to take a look at it just some stuff that we've been listening to lately because we're all pretty big music fans except for Matt who listens to garbage and <laughs> you're about to find out it's amazing <laughs> but hey maybe you like it too but you're yes. not garbage just Matt yes yeah no you are not garbage <laughs> listener just just Matt they're all just jealous because I have great taste it is it is true so so let's start off with the the Matt music moment Let's start off with a magical moment. <laughs> so currently, I've just recently found uh, it's a band called Falling in Reverse. Okay. And they've been around for a while, apparently. I've just never really listened to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this one song called Popular Monster. Okay. Well, it sounds and like David is a fan. I also, someone who listens to bad to music, it, like, on David Troutman. <laughs> it's like my workout song and everything. Like, it really, like, I don't know. Okay. I just really dig it right now. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, good, good. Yeah. I haven't heard of that. I'll check it out. What yeah. you got, Chris? Well... Uh, this is one from, I mean, it's last month that I was listening to it a bunch, but it still sticks out. Sure. Uh, Titus Hogg. Haug? Haug? Hog? Like, Hog? like a pig? H-A-U-G. Oh. Haug. 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 Yeah, uh, but the, the song name Can, is... What's his name again? Sorry. Titus. Titus. Haug. 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 
English is hard. <laughs> okay, yes. Uh, but River Eyes. Is we'll have Charlie have him say it for us. Oh, mm. please, God. I'll call him up. Yes. <laughs> Charlie. Charlie. You know, speaking of, he was really good in The Gentleman. I freaking... Dude, no, he's great. No, oh, I love him. I yeah. love him. I watched all of Sons of Anarchy. It had its good and bad moments, but okay, yeah, he's yeah. fantastic. Not so much that, but I mean, like, he's yeah, great. Oh, great. Dude, yeah. I mean, he's in one of my favorite movies of all time, which is United States of Leland, and that's where he got his start. Wow. Yeah. Dude, I didn't even know that. That's him. I he's the, that he's the older so dude. He's the guy that gets him in to the gang. Huh. It's been so long. Yeah. Humble shout out here for, <laughs> for you. Wait, no, not United States. No, it's Green something. Shit, um, Green Street Hooligans. Green Street Hooligans. Sorry, okay. they came out right at the same time. Yeah. That was yeah. him. Sorry. Also, shout out for Ryan Gosling's United States of Leland. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm pretty blame. sure both those movies. I was going to say, I was like. We need to look up. I, I'm I really like, what curious. Gang is I'm, pretty, here? I'm pretty sure that those movies came out like right in the same like year yeah. or couple, two, sure. three years when we were in high school or yeah. somewhere in that ballpark. There was a but, peak time of movies. Yeah. Okay. So peak, but... the Hog guy. Yeah. Titus Hog. Listen, and what's the song? River Eyes. River Eyes? Yeah. River Eyes or River Eyes? E-Y-E-S. Yeah. Oh, eyes. Beautiful. It is beautiful. Okay. Um, good. Awesome. Do and you want to sing something for you? Do what? Come <laughs> <laughs> Um, And then uh, for me, it's going to be uh, Jordan Dennis. Um, I just now found out about him. He's fantastic. Um, the songs to look at, uh, Glide Freestyle or Crumbs. This dude is fantastic uh he actually so i found out about him by kipo um the song the show that we were talking about earlier on netflix the animated show um it i was able to uh shazam one of the songs it was just enough time where i could catch audio without background stuff going on and was able to pull him out of it and and it was i've been listening to him nonstop. he's really good and you like the y'all both like the music style of that show so if you like that then you'll be into it so i definitely uh, recommend checking him out again. That is Jordan Dennis. Um, so uh, we're going to close things out now. I hope you guys have had a good time. Thank you for joining us. We are really happy that all three of you joined us today to listen. We're to... <laughs> I was like, me? <laughs> Completely. No, this, well, well this, this goes there's out to our moms that yes. are listening. Mom, shout out mom. Oh, God, Love She's you, not mom. listening. No, Chris's <laughs> mom probably don't listen. Nah. <laughs> No. <laughs> good. All the bombs, we love you. Um, thank you for listening. And wives. Being our supporters you know. in the beginning. Yes. Oh, our wives aren't going to listen to this. No, no, they, they already hate us. Like, why, why would they listen to us talk for like two hours or however long we've been talking? Um, so anyways, yeah. So on that note, we're going to go ahead and close out. I want to go ahead and give a special thanks to Dominic with Ketsa Music uh, for our amazing theme songs that we have today and that we're going to keep using. Uh, for more information on that, you're going to go to uh, ketsamusic.com and check it out. He does awesome work, and we're really privileged to be able to use his uh, his music on here for the podcast. Also, you can find us on Instagram at, at Critically Aroused, on Twitter at Aroused Media, and our website, criticallyaroused.fireside.fm. Now, that might not be totally fleshed out yet by the time this thing drops. We're kind of working on it slowly, and this will be a process, but the easiest way to re- reach us is definitely the Instagram at Critically Aroused. Um, so you can definitely give us shout outs over there and we'll be posting for episodes and just updates and whatever. And, uh, Chris Kaus is a ghost. He's an actual ghost. You will, you will not find him anywhere. If, uh, if you love and like us, you should just keep pummeling the Instagram, asking for Chris to get an Instagram. We can make it happen with your help. Yes, we can make it happen with your help. Chris's mom talking to you. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Like she has an Ma- Mama Kaus, you <laughs> hear me? I love you. Make him get on I'll Instagram. I'll show her how to work the computer later. <laughs> oh, she doesn't. She can just bother you at home. Yeah. I'm she just could. gonna send her text messages. Yeah. Be like, make Chris do it. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, yes, but definitely once again, definitely big thank you to Dominic with Ketsa Music and. Um, on that, I guess we'll be closing out. Thank you guys. We love y'all. Look out for next episode. Oh, and very last tell thing. Them what we're doing next? I guess we should tell you what we're doing next yeah, time. Yeah, let's do it. We're going to be doing Birds of Prey. Cuckoo! Yes. I thought we were doing the, What is it? The Fantastical <laughs> Emancipation of Harley Quinn or something like that? The yeah. Fabulous? Yeah. Uh, Words. Yes. Words. 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 It's, words. It's a, You're doing it. It's a weird You're thing. Okay. We're just going to say Birds of it's Prey. Just, yeah. There's more? Yes. No. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, the yeah, fantastical, yeah. masturbational, <laughs> magical. Oh, I'm down <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's, that's it. That's cool. the movie. Yeah. Okay. So anyways. Uh, yeah. That's what we'll be doing next time. And actually, you will probably just get a double dose. Both of these will drop at the same time. Two or three might. It all just depends on how quick our iTunes approval gets and through Pocket Cast and wherever else you might find us. But um, just like and follow and all that fun stuff. And till next time, we love you guys. Later. Later. Deuces.